Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Welcome to another edition of the Disney Brit Radio Show. Thank you again once again for joining us. It's episode 152 for December 21st, 2014. Alan, are you there? It's Christmas? Christmas food? I, I can't believe it's nearly Christmas. I'm quite excited. It's only a few days away. Uh, so we thought or, we'd bring you on. Is what? Or it's just been. Depends when you're listening to no, it. it. Depends. On, yeah, you might have listened to this before. So either... Uh, four days to Christmas, or hope you got everything you liked and wanted, which is wonderful. Uh, we've um, we need to thank our sponsors as always. Thank you to Orlando uh, Attraction Tickets, which is www.orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk, and also to our friends over at scootorlando.com. So anything you need for your scooter, vacation rentals, all those bits and pieces, they're the people to see. So uh, we thought as it was Christmas, we better do some Christmassy stuff. So we've got our, our stuff that we will do as usual. So our usual stuff, we've got our blah, news. blah, blah. Always the same usual stuff. It's always about the Adam show, isn't it? And, uh, one day, one day it might be mine. Our Disney's ultimate attraction, where we will pit two Disney attractions. Oh, it's always attraction versus attraction. Why, why can't we do like this? Epic events that Disney Brit has ever pulled together. Especially for you, they present Jim versus Jim. And here are your hosts for the Battle of the Century Adam Guja and Alan Hooper. Yes, hello and welcome to the most anticipated 
Head-to-head battle of the century. I am Adam, the host of the Disney Brit Podcast, and it's an honour to be here this evening. There's a massive dream for me, something that I would absolutely love to see and love to hear and just be absolutely... Alan, can I hear you do something? Alan, what are you doing? Um, Two seconds. I'm um, just finishing something up. What are you doing? What are you finishing up? Um, I'm just finishing up my final submission for my comedy degree. You're doing Um, a comedy degree? It's it's been an interesting study of the science behind humour and... I've learned all the finer points in the dialogue that encourages the laughter to explode. Well, go on then. Go on then what? Go on, give it a try. Go on, amaze us, oh, professor of jokes. Go on, give us a go. You've built it up too far now. Go on. Okay, okay, you're ready for this? Yeah, go on, I'm ready for it. <coughs> why won't you find any aspirin in the tiki room? Uh, I don't know. Why wouldn't you find any aspirin in the tiki room? Because... The parrots at them all. Yeah, thanks for well, that. That, that, wasn't, that. Yeah, that wasn't good. Okay, <laughs> look, let's forget that. Let's just move on, okay? It's time to bring out the big guns. It is time for the main attraction. It's the reason we're all here. I think it's time we got started. In the blue corner, the Disney historian and long-winded storyteller, Jim Corcus. And Jim Corcus is on the path through the crowd of his eager fans. As he makes his way, we'll share some facts with you. Jim is author of The Vault of Walt, The Vault of Walt 2, and The Vault of Walt 3, The Book of Mouse, and Who's Afraid of the Songs of the South. He also once played a wizard in the Disney parks and has a knowledge of magic. Jim is a strong supporter of the Disney fan community. Hello and welcome to the Disney Brit Arena, Jim. How are you? I, I'm fine, and and yes, I am definitely long-winded. I'm I'm more long-winded than the North Wind. So uh, I'm looking forward to this competition to go on for hours and hours and hours. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, we're we're looking forward to today's event. Are you feeling confident? Yes. Yes. I've I've uh, you know. Uh, gone back and uh, read uh, all of the uh, columns on uh, jimhillmedia.com. Yeah. So uh, I think I'm prepared. So is that one of your tactics for today? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You've, you've got to uh, uh, know your opponent. Okay. And uh, uh, Jim Hill and I have uh, done this several times in the past, and uh, he's a, a terrific competitor, and... Uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to the match this evening. Well, in that case, then, I suppose it's about time that we met your opponent. So let's see who it is. In the red corner, the theme park historian and longer, windier storyteller, Jim Hill. And uh, Jim Hill is making his way down to the arena. He is a blogger, podcaster, theme park historian, entertainment news hound. He is a guy who loves to connect the dots and is a father. He is also the owner of JimHillMedia.com. Now, um, Jim, is, his routes take a little bit longer than usual because he's um, going off the path there a little bit, but um, I'm sure sure you'll be waiting. Come on, come on, Jim, down here, down, down this way. Um, Jim has got a nice bright shirt on today, um, which um, John Lasseter, I believe, has passed across to him. And uh, G- Jim, Jim, right, come here, Jim. Hi, Jim, how you doing? Um, I, I'm sorry. I, it's, 
I, my shirt's caught on this fence here. Hang on, hang on. Okay. Do you need Hi. Hi. Hi, Jim. How you doing? I, I'm doing great. Uh, how are you guys this evening? We're good, thank you. Pretty, pretty well. Doing fantastic. We're pretty excited, as as is the rest of the crowd in the arena tonight. Um, are you looking forward to the fight? Um. Well, yeah. I spent most of the day polishing my tire iron, so you know that's it's two out of three falls, right? Yeah, definitely. So, is, is your tactics to play, play a little bit dirty then? Oh, well, you know, you have to understand that the Jim Corcus has been doing this for much longer than I have and is much more knowledgeable. So, yes, I will be playing dirty this evening. Excellent. So um, do, you, do you think you've got a good chance of winning then? It's a really big tire run, you may have noticed. So, <laughs> yes. Obviously, we're, we're going to be impartial in this and we're not going to influence the outcomes on today's events. But between me and you, Jim, I've already got the trophy engraved with Jim. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Very clever. <laughs> That's okay. I think without too much ado, because I've got a, a feel that this could, could go on for a long, long time, we're going to go straight into round one. Round one. True or false? So round one is true or false, and it works just like this. We have got a series of questions we're going to ask Jim Corcus, and then we're going to ask Jim Hill. And uh, you've got to decide whether the answer to the question is true or false. Nice and easy. So I'm going to start off with the first question then. This first question is for Jim Corcus. So question one, The Lion King. True or false? Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons, true. True. Well, actually, sorry, Jim. The answer is false. Uh, he likes to get his maid Juanita to do them for him. <laughs> so sadly, that isn't correct. Okay, over to you, Alan. Okay, right. Jim Hill. When naming the car parks at the Magic Kingdom after the Seven Dwarfs, Imagineers decided to leave out Doc as they believed that guests would confuse it with the boat parking. Is that true or false? Um, I'm going to say false. The answer is true. It is true, unfortunately. Believe it or not, Imagineers believe that guests would believe that that was a confusing matter for them. You know, they wouldn't want to park their car in the dock. There we go. Question three to Jim Corcus. In the Jungle Cruise, the gorillas are playing cards. True or false? True. True. The answer is false. Uh, they can't because apparently there are too many cheaters. It's, uh, it's gone well so far. Well so far. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I, I'm hoping that Jim Hill will hit me with that tire iron any minute now. Any minute uh, I, now. I'm beginning to think I'll, I'll take myself out. So just... <laughs> right, okay. Question four for Jim Hill. A proposed concept for World Showcase was the House of Cheese. Is that true or false? Oh dear Lord! I think this is true. I think I've I've remember vaguely hearing about this. True. It is true. Herb Ryman sketched up concept for a house of cheese that was to be part of an international food pavilion. There we go. C can you imagine that? <laughs> just, just, just imagine. Yeah, particularly in the the warm Florida sun. Yes, oh, that's yeah. you know. It would add like a fifth dimension of smell. That'd be horrendous. Whatever the fifth dimension is. 
Okay, moving on to question number five, Jim Caucus. Walt Disney has had his head cryogenically frozen to be thawed out in the future. True or false? False. False. It is indeed false. Do you do you know any of? Uh, any, do you want to elaborate a little bit on this one? This folklore. Uh, actually, uh, Walt was uh, uh, cremated. And uh, he, uh, his ashes are now in the Forest Lawn uh, uh, Cemetery in Glendale, uh, uh, California. However, as Ward Kimball said, uh, cryogenics would have been something that Walt uh, definitely would have been interested in. But at the point of his death, uh, it hadn't advanced uh, to that point yet where uh, uh, someone could make uh, use of that. There we go. You've- if I could jump in here, yeah, um, it just a little offshoot here that there's a, there was a prop made for an Imagineering uh, Christmas party a couple of years ago. <laughs> oh dear! Uh, that that was in fact Walt's heavered, severed head, <laughs> that, but painted blue and with little acrylic on it and. Um, depending, it, it evidently it shows up every so often at Imagineering parties. Sometimes they put it in the punch bowl. Sometimes they'll <laughs> wow. put it in the cooler with the beer and, you know, just wait for somebody to open it. And they can usually tell when somebody's found it when first they hear the shriek and then the laugh. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, they've... They've kept that that rumor alive in a very weird sort of way. Excellent. And actually, the Imagineers in California, at one of their parties, made Walt sickles. So they made up little figures of Walt, and they placed them in uh, popsicle molds. And so it was clear enough that you could see the figure inside, and you had to lick to get to the Walt figure. Wow. (laughs) I thought you were going to say there were seven fingers. You know, I'm just so thankful that this is all a dream segment because I look so much better than I do in real life. But apparently not not as smart. It's the lighting. It's clearly the lighting. So we're on to our last question then. Question six, Alan. Uh, Yes, okay. The last word that Walt wrote was Kurt Douglas. Is that true or false? Mm, I'm answering this one, or is this no, the other? Jim, Jim Hill. Jim Hill. Um, I, I think it was actually Kurt Russell, wasn't it? But again, I, I guess the archive has since disproved this. That that you know, nobody know he he wrote something on a pad. He, he wrote Kurt Russell, but you know nobody knows if it was like the first, the very last thing he wrote. So the answer to that one was false. Oh, dead right. No, you're dead right. Um, did you say it was true or false, by the way? Uh, he said he was false. Uh, no, and I, I think that technically disqualifies me, right? I, I technically said it wasn't true, so I, I'll give him that as a false, definitely. Okay. Actually, I'm going to step in, and I, I, I'm going to say that Jim Hill gave the the right answer, that it, it wasn't Kirk Douglas, that there was a misspelled Kirk Russell written down on a sheet of paper, but uh, nobody knows if that's the last thing that he wrote, but the assumption was that Walt was uh, in discussions with his uh, son-in-law, Ron Miller, about a uh, future live-action movie, and uh, the, the assumption is is that Walt was thinking that Kurt Russell might be a good uh, young actor for that role. So I would say you should give the points to Jim Hill, because he was okay. on the right track. Jim Hill well, gets the points, then. You definitely. The, the notes that I've got on that one, um, which is absolutely spot on, which is what you've said there, um, on, on the same note that Walt wrote Kurt Russell's name, he wrote it after 
he wrote after that, he wrote CIA Mobley, mm. which was re referring to a young actor, Roger Mobley, which was believed to be on a list of people Walt thought was suitable for a TV series called Way Down Cellar. Mm-hmm. There we go. So um, you're absolutely correct, both of you, but what was Jim Hill's got the, the points. Pardon, sorry? What are the scores on the doors? And um, we have got, after that round, we have got Jim Caucus with one point, and we've got <laughs> Jim Hill with two points. That's pretty good. Oh, my right. gosh. It, it, this is going to heat up. It's going to <laughs> heat up <laughs> right. here. I can tell this. You ready? Go on, then, yeah. What for? What are you doing? I'm, I'm going to try it again. Try what again? Your joke? Yeah. Why, why not? Oh, go on, then. Go, go on. on. Um, why? Oh, I've reworked it a little yeah, bit now. Why won't you find any headache pills on the monorail? Um, I don't know. Why won't you find any headache pills on the monorail? Because the pilots eat them all. I just don't get it. I'm changing it. It's meant to work. Are you not, are you not laughing on purpose? Seriously, these better get better. Okay, I think it's time to move on to round two. Round two. It's all about the mouse. So it's all about the Rouse's mouse. All about the mouse. Rouse. All about the Rouse. No, we don't want that. All about the mouse is round two. And again, we've got six more questions, and we're going to swap it around this time. I'm going to start with Jim Hill, and uh, and then we'll go to Jim Corcus afterwards. So Jim Hill for question one of round two. What was the first Mickey Mouse cartoon? Oh, okay. Um, and just to clarify here, we're talking about the first cartoon, not the first theatrically yeah, released no, cartoon, the right? First cartoon. Okay, first cartoon should be playing crazy. Correct. Points to Jim Hill. Well done. That's the one that trips so many people up, but it's correct. To be to be honest, as, as we wrote these questions out, I started to panic because they found a new film, didn't they, recently? Yeah, the uh, but it was a uh, Jim. Uh, help me out here. It was a new Oz or an Oswald from like twenty seven, right? Uh, right. It it was an Oswald cartoon from uh, that was released December nineteen twenty seven called Empty Socks, and it's actually a Christmas cartoon where Oswald dresses up as uh, Santa and goes to an orphanage to literally help fill the empty socks that the kids have put up on the mantel place for Santa. And uh, once they get their presents, uh, they go out of control and actually set the orphan asylum on fire. And uh, a lot of people believe, uh, well, of course, this is the very first Disney Christmas cartoon, but a lot of people yep. believe that this probably inspired the later 1931 uh, Mickey Mouse Disney cartoon, um, Mickey's Orphans, where Mickey dresses up as Santa and Pluto as a reindeer. And they give uh, saws and hammers and uh, toy guns to uh, orphans, and they end up destroying uh, Mickey's house there. Okay. Mm. So you're saying that was the end of 1927? Was it uh, October, Yes, Empty, Empty Socks was 1927, and it's it's been missing for over eight decades. Wow. Uh, to the best of anybody's knowledge, there was only 25 seconds of it that existed. And so, uh, uh, again, this is a case of the film was mislabeled mm -hmm. and uh, fortunately kept in a very uh, cold atmosphere so the nitrate film uh, didn't just spontaneously burst into flame. 
and uh, they're going through the restoration process right now. So we almost have a complete set of the 26 Oswald cartoons that uh, Walt Disney made. Wow. So um, Plain Crazy was May 1928, yep. according to yeah. my records, well, anyway. the, uh, Yes. A end of 27, beginning of uh, 28. And oh. here's a question for you. Where was that film made? Where was Walt Disney living when that film was made? Oh, now that's a really good question. Because it was made in his garage, but not the garage that most people think. It was hmm. his first house on Lyric Avenue. Okay. Where his brother had a house right next to his. It was that garage where the very first Mickey Mouse cartoon was made. Plain crazy. It was made there so that the animators at the studio wouldn't see that they were making a Mickey Mouse cartoon. All right. See, you, you said secrets. I was long-winded. I'm, I'm <laughs> We've only got the it. one question That's in this six-question round. Indeed. Okay. It's time for your question now, I think, Jim. Uh, yep, Jim Corkus. What was the last theatrical release starring Mickey Mouse? Well, of course, there's several now, but the last theatrical release while Walt Disney was uh, alive was uh, The Simple Things in 1953. And uh, then uh, you didn't have Mickey appear on the screen again until Mickey's Christmas Carol um, in 1983, 1984. Okay, so is that the answer you're going with? The very last. Uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm going with the fact that there's still Mickey theatrical cartoons to this day, so I guess Get a Horse is the last one. So is that your answer you're going with? That's the answer I'm going with. Right, okay. The answer is Get a Horse, well which was November 2013. There we go. Mm -hmm. Okay, Jim Hill. Mickey Mouse is famously known as a Walt Disney character, but who else helped develop him? Oh, well, uh, you know, I think Jim already mentioned this. This was uh, Byworks. The fact, you know, to be honest, I mean, Ub did a lot of the yeoman's work on, you know, those first three shorts. And, you know, again, a lot of ways, I think Ub is really more of the father of Mickey than Walt is. Excellent. There we go. And then indeed the correct answer. Correct. All right. Jim Caucus. In the Mickey Mouse short, the... Opry House. I'm, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but that's how you know, I ask. Opry House. Opry yeah. The Opry okay. House. Um, what feature did Mickey Mouse gain that he stuck with him for the rest of his life? Is white gloves. Wow. That's my answer. The answer is his white gloves. Well Excellent. done. Do you know what? I'm just in awe. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm amazing I've lasted this long. <laughs> okay, then question five, a slightly more contentious one, Jim Hill. I, I, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed I've lasted this long without Jim Hill hitting me over the head with a tyre. Yeah, I've had to push him back a couple of times. He's starting to advance, I must admit. Question five, then, Jim Hill. Are Mickey and Minnie married? <sighs> okay, uh, the official <laughs> answer is no, though... And again, Mr. Carcass, bear me out. Didn't they do something at Tokyo Disneyland where they they were supposed to be married or something to that effect? I mean, I know from talking actually with with Jeff Curdy about this, there was a plan in the early 80s to do a year-long celebration where every day Mickey and Minnie were supposed to get married at both Disneyland and the Mad, uh, Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. Uh, and, you know, the idea was you were invited to the wedding, 
but in the end, you know, and don't get me wrong, merch, you know, they, they were fully on board with this idea. They just loved the idea they could sell cake toppers and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually there was pushback that, you know, if we do this once, we then have to live with it forever. And so they are a couple, but they are not married. Jim Caucus, do you want to add anything to that? I, I would say that Jim Hill is absolutely uh, uh, correct that uh, officially Disney says that Mickey and Minnie are not married because that would be an adult thing to do, and they are not adults. And and if we take a look, having Spider-Man marry Mary Jane and uh, Superman marry Lois Lane, uh, those were very popular for the year that that happened, but after that, it, everything blew up and... They had to go back and, and change everything. And, and Jim is actually right that there were plans to have a year-long celebration of Mickey and Minnie being married. But I, I'm thankful that Wiser Head stepped in and said, no, I don't think we're going to go ahead with this. Excellent. There we go. That's good news. That we, we kind of said no. So perfect. Perfect answer from Jim. Thank you very much. Okay, question six, Jim Caucus. Um, is the following. When did Mickey Mouse officially meet or team up with Bugs Bunny? <laughs> that that was uh, Who Framed uh, uh, Roger uh, Rabbit. Indeed it was. In, uh, yes. That, that's, the, that's the only time uh, that Mickey and Bugs ever met, ever in an in a animated film or in a uh, comic strip or even in a Tijuana Bible. Uh, that was the only time they ever met. Can, do you know a little bit more about how this happened? You know, obviously it's such a big thing, Warner Brothers and, and Disney getting together. What's the background in that? Uh, well, uh, again, the uh, uh, Roger Rabbit, uh, the original book, took yeah. place in a, uh, a comic strip world where Roger Rabbit was interacting with people like Dick Tracy, uh, who helped out the, the police force. But when it was made into a movie, uh, you want to have animated characters, and you want to have animated characters from other studios. And since Steven Spielberg was involved, uh, Steven Spielberg was able to negotiate that Warner Brothers cartoon characters uh, could would appear uh, in the film. There were there were some animated characters that studios absolutely refused. So, uh, for instance, Felix the Cat was not allowed to yeah. officially appear in the film. But the deal was that since um, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck were uh, huge stars, that uh, Bugs Bunny should have the exact amount of screen time and the exact amount of words that Mickey Mouse did, and the same with Donald Duck and Daffy Duck, that they could only appear together if they had exactly the same amount of screen time and the same amount of uh, words to say. And so lawyers from both Disney and Warners sat there with stopwatches uh, checking this. Now, Jim Hill, help me out on this. How close am I on that? No, you're dead on. You know, the, the, the only thing uh, I can think to add is, you know, there, there were limitations to Spielberg's power. I mean, he, they had wanted, for example, for both Bluto and Popeye to be... Uh, what is it? Paul Bearers at the wedding. Hmm? Uh, excuse me, the, the uh, Marvin Acme's at the, funeral. Uh, Acme, Marvin Acme's funeral. Yes. And that's they just couldn't cut the deal. That that. And ironically enough, you know, this was during a period when Popeye's rights were owned, co-owned by both Paramount and Disney. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. be- 
because of the Robin Williams film that they'd made together back in 1980. But Paramount, and, and what was weird is that this is Paramount where Spielberg had made Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. and they couldn't close the deal. So, uh, but no, he's absolutely right about uh, Warner's and particularly the, the word count. Well, there you go. I think that brings us to the end of that round, and that is uh, everybody. I think got all their point, all their uh, yep. questions right. So the was, scores and the doors are Alan. There was three points each there, so the scores and the doors are running at Jim Caucus has four points and Jim Hill has five points. Fantastic! Right, it's time for oh. our first. Oh my gosh! So, so it's still anybody's game. Still here. anybody's game. This one could test you. We're going into round three. Round three, our kids' films. So we've got six different children. Each child has got a description of a Disney movie. You have got to listen to their description and try and tell us what movie that is. So we're going to start off with Jim Caucus. You can choose a number between one and six, Jim. Let's go with three. Okay, number three. Listen carefully. Can you tell us what this film is? There's a red car and and um, a blue car and a green car that raced together and and they and they and and the red car wins a trophy. I'm going to say that that's Pixar's cars. You are indeed correct. It is Pixar's cars. Jim Hill. You have numbers one, two, four, five, and six to choose from. I will go with five. You're going with five, okay? Here we go. This is five. Once there was a girl with blonde hair. She lived in a tower with her mum, but it wasn't really her mum. And a man came to rescue her, but she hid him with a fan. They went to see the lights on a boat and found her real mum. There we go. There we go. Um, that's that's a really charming distillation of Tangled, it is indeed, uh, Tangled. Disney's version of Rapunzel. There we go. It is Tangled, correct? Jim, it's the way the kids pick up on it, it. Is, it is. Yeah. Jim Caucus, one, two, four, or six. Uh, two. Number two. Here it is. Oh, that's not the one. Press completely the wrong button. Here it is. Well, there's a genie, and there's this beautiful girl that lives with this. With a tiger and meets a beautiful, a handsome boy that <laughs> lives with a little monkey. There we go, <laughs> Jim. I, I'm I'm going to say that that's uh, the iconic uh, uh, animated feature, uh, Aladdin. Indeed, it is Aladdin. Right, Jim Hill, you've got a choice between one, four, or six. Uh, let's go with one. One. Okay, here we go. Well, there was six people, and they all met up, and they had a meeting about what they should do, and then they went on to the boss's flying ship, and then there was bad guys in the thing. And then then other people, then the six people came down and, and saved the day. And then they lived happily ever after. 
good luck, Jim Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Is it too late to say cars? Uh, <laughs> wow. Six people in a flying... And the boss's flying vehicle. Hmm. Six people... Uh, I am drawing a blank. Again, it's a very charming description of yeah. a film I have no clue about. So, is this a pass? I will pass. It's Avengers Assemble. Oh! <laughs> See, I was thinking... It, it, it's always clear once you know the uh, answer. There we go. There we go. And I was limiting myself to animated films. Uh -huh. you see? We threw a curveball. Uh, I know better now. Um, Jim Caucus, four or six? Actually, I think we should quit now since Jim and I are even. But, okay, I'll go with four here. Four. Okay, here we go. There were three cows on the farm... Um, they were all chatting to each other, and then there was like dogs, and he said, "Now let the new cow talk." And then the all three cows went off for adventures, so then they could get money. And also the sheriff said to get three thousand dollars to um, get the house, six hundred and fifty dollars. So then to get Slim, so basically the three cows went to go and capture Slim, and then they all lived happy ever after at the end. Okay, what's that one? I'm just thinking three hundred. It's a delightful description, but I'm drawing a blank right now. And the only so. reason I know this is because that was my son, and we watched this film a lot. So well, then it's your fault, fault it's and I'm going to call child services. But <laughs> no, I'm drawing a blank, so. I, I get a big goose egg for this one, a it big is. zero. What, what is the film? It's Home on the Range. Oh! Which was a big goose egg for Disney. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. And for some strange reason, we have to watch it a lot in my house, and I have no idea why. Um, okay, that means then six is left. This one's for you, Jim Hill. What film is this? Busty's hair with her fork. He did so hair swimmed. His hair was stuck in a boat. Bless his hair with the fork again. A crab went to get her. The eel queen and her sisters was finding her. They got married. Finished. Okay. Any ideas? You know, until I heard fork, you know, it was <laughs> kind of touch and grow, go there. And and then I heard crab. So I'm, I'm based on those two clues. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with Little Mermaid, uh, though it could be the ABC series, The Taste. <laughs> no, you are correct. It is indeed The Little Mermaid. There we go. Ah, okay. Excellent stuff. So uh, scores on the doors, Alan. So, yeah, at the end of our, our kids' films round, we've got two points for Jim Caucus and Jim, two points for Jim Hill, which takes it up to six and seven. Wow, we are wow. really close. That's pretty good going. Oh, what's that? It's still neck and neck. I'll, I'll get it, don't worry. Are you going to get the door? I don't know who that is. Who is it? You'd never guess who it is that's popped in to see us. Why, it's me, Santa. I was passing by the door, and I heard the voices of my dear friends, Jim and Jim. I hope you don't mind if I ask an important question. Uh, no, Santa, it's you, by all means. Jim Caucus first. Jim, 
what would you say your proudest moment of 2014 has been? Oh, Jim. Doing this podcast. Oh, do you know what? No, really, what was your, what's your highlight of 2014? I, I, I would say, um, gosh, the, the proudest moment was uh, doing a presentation at the Disney Family Museum about Walt and outer space. I, I would say that's definitely a, a very proud moment for me. Ah, very nice. Well, as a special treat for all your hard work, Jim, I have bought something very special. I've been on Amazon and purchased the Vault of Walt 3, the Book of Mouse and Animation Anecdotes. I'll treasure these for a long time. That's very kind of you, Santa. Let's not forget Jim Hill. Next to Jim Hill, Jim, what would you say your proudest moment of 2014 has been? Boy, that's hard to say. Um, it's it's been a genuinely fun year. Um, I, I guess it was getting to go. I'd have to, to to choose between getting to go to Walt's house and walking away, and getting to explore that. Um, it it could also be just in like the last two weeks or so. I got to stand backstage at uh, Blue Man Group at Universal and be up in the band loft as they were playing. And that was very surreal to be in among the performers and be able to look out at the audience and even maybe come down and, and take a bow with the cast, which was very weird because I hadn't earned it. <laughs> but uh, but I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I, I always like to think that you know, as much as I enjoyed this year and next year, you know, 2015 will just be, you know, even more enjoyable. So, you know, here's hoping. Very nice. Well, as a special treat for all your hard work, Jim, I have bought something very special. I've been on Amazon and purchased the Vault of Walt 3, the Book of Mouse and Animation Anecdotes. Sorry they are not wrapped. No, Santa, that's the wrong Jim. That, that's, that's the other... Until next year. Oh, okay. Goodbye <laughs> and Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, he's gone. I actually wouldn't mind that. That's oh. that's, that's it's a terrific book. Oh, I, I, you know Santa. that Santa has excellent taste. Oh, he's a well, fellow, thank you, thank you very much, Mister Hill, and 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 uh, uh, please let Santa know too that if he spins by here uh, on the night of December twenty fourth, I'll be more than happy to autograph and personalize those books for him. There we go. All right, we'll let Santa know. He'll be very, very pleased. Okay, it's time to carry on. We're going on to round four, and I'm going to apologise for this now. Round four, the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. It's the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Come inside, it's fun inside. Mickey Potter and the Magic Band. This is Disney's Polynesian Resort. Please watch your head and step as you exit and take small children by the hand. <laughs> Excuse me, do you mind? I mean, all the other carriages are full. Not at all. 
Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. <laughs> I'm Goof, by the way. Goofy Weasley. Hi, Mickey. Mickey Potter. <laughs> so it is true. I mean, do you have the... the... Uh, magic band? Uh, sure, here it is. Gosh, I heard all about it, but never seen one. Are you peckish? <laughs> A little. Oh, toodles! Let's see. Uh, we have a Dole Whip, uh, a turkey leg, some popcorn, and a Mickey ice bar. Hmm. Which one of these do you think will stop you feeling peckish, Goof? <laughs> All of them. Okay, we've got ears. Let's say cheers. What? Doesn't matter. Gosh, Max says that if you wave one of those magic bands over a concession counter, it will magically transform funds <laughs> from your piggy bank to Uncle Walt's pocket. Really? Oh, wow! <laughs> Should we go and see if we can try it out? We are now stopping at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. <laughs> Has anyone seen Boo Boo Chicken? A boy called Ducko has lost one. Nope. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Are you doing magic? Is that a magic band? Sort of. <laughs> I've used the magic band several times. In fact, I've used it to open gated portals. If you're struggling with the basics, your magic may not be strong enough. With enough practice, you'll be able to accelerate your body to the front of a crowd at a theater. Oh, boy. Oh, my woolly word. You're Mickey Potter. I'm Harmony Granger. And you are? I'm Goof Weasley. Ladies and gentlemen, please watch your head and step as you exit and take small children by the hand. Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog, hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. We're splitting the scene, we're full of beans. So long for now from Mickey Mouse. That's me. And the Mickey Mouse Club House. <laughs> okay, questions this time are all about magic. So, well, or tenuously linked to Magic. So question number one, I'm going to go to Jim Hill to start off with. Question one, Jim Hill. What is the main connection between Walt Disney World and Universal Studios Orlando? The main connection? Yes. Hmm. And it's magic related. Uh, possibly. Huh. Hmm. I have to admit, I am drawing a blank on this one. I mean, I could... You know, there's the geographic location. Uh, there's, you know, that they both have theme parks in the area. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't think this is what you're asking. So... Are you going to pass on this one? I'm going to pass. You were close. The main connection is, of course, the I-4. Um, question number two. Over <laughs> to Alan. Okay, Jim Caucus. At Hollywood Studios in Feet, how tall is the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror and why? Uh, 199 feet, because if it was 200, it would have to have a flashing red light on top to warn off airplanes. It's, it's as though you've read the answer straight off our script. Excellent. That is exactly the words we've put. Question three, then, Jim Hill. When the Magic Kingdom first opened, how much was the admission fee, and how much is a single-day entry ticket today? 
Ooh. <laughs> and we, I, I will give you a, a close-ish figure here. You don't have to be exact. Okay. Um, I, that's, I apologize. I'm, I'm kind of out of the loop on today's admissions fee. I do know it is approaching $100. Mm -hmm. uh, and I want to say for ah, one-day fee back in 71. Um, geez, the problem is that there were different levels of ticket books, but... I have seen seven dollars and ninety-five cents listed for one form of media admissions media to the park in seventy-one. Okay, Jim Caucus, what do you think? Yes, I'm. Oh, I'm awake now. What? 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 <laughs> what is it you want? So, Magic Kingdom when it first opened, how was? How much was admission fee, and how much is a single day entry today? Oh my gosh, I I I, I think the uh, uh, again. Uh, when you're talking, as with Jim Hill, if you're talking admission fee or you're yeah. talking the uh, uh, the ticket book, just with a whole fee. different uh, uh, ball of wax there. Um, <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm drawing a blank too. I I know again, just like uh, uh, Mr. Hill, since we're brothers from another mother there, yeah. I, I know it's approaching a uh, hundred bucks. Uh, these days, and uh, I know it's not beyond a hundred bucks because then there'd be a lot of publicity about yeah, that. Yeah. And when it first opened in seven one, um, at seven ninety five sounded pretty good to me. But um, <laughs> right, okay, I'm gonna. But, but, but I've, I, I also saw eleven something on a book because there were a lot of different ones. And I want to say five bucks, but I'm I'm just so thankful it's not my question. <laughs> We're not going to put you all out of your misery. You're both what, right. What is the real answer? Okay, you're both right. Ninety-nine dollars is the current price for a Disney ticket. So uh, you say that it hasn't got to a hundred dollars. There hasn't been any publicity. The publicity is coming. I can tell you that. Uh, as for entry, just for the sheer joy of walking around the park and doing nothing else, it would have cost you three dollars fifty. So mm. I am going to give. Jim Hill, half a point for question. Okay, I, I think that's fair. That's fair. Mm, so half a as, point. As a half-wit, I'm willing to accept that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to be honest, I, I'm with you. I wouldn't have known either of those, so uh, oh, oh, don't worry. Okay, over to you, Alan. Okay, Jim Caucus, which attraction was removed from both Epcot and Disneyland to make way for Captain EO in 1986? Uh... To make way for uh, Captain EO. Yeah, so Captain um, what, what did Captain EO replace? It was uh, Magic Journeys. Is correct. That is correct. Uh, Magic Journeys was one of the opening day attractions at Epcot back in 1982. It was a 3D film attraction directed by Murray Lerner. There we go. Mm-hmm. Question five then, Jim Hill. In 2012, Disney launched Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, an interactive card game that is played in all lands in the Magic Kingdom except one. Which land do you not play it in? I want to say that's Tomorrowland. Is he correct, Jim Corpus? I believe he's correct. I believe he's correct also. So that's a point for Jim Hill. Okay. Woohoo! Sorry. <laughs> I'll give you the full point this time. Channeling my inner Homer. Okay. <laughs> right, okay. Question six to Jim Caucus. Which giant character is hanging off the stern of the Digi... I can't even say the word now. Disney Magic cruise ship. 
goofy. Is, is that your answer? That's my answer. The answer is goofy, correct. Spot on. Well done. Once again, our Disney Hotel is showing their knowledge. So, what is I'm the... fighting for my life here. I'm fighting <laughs> for my life. At the end of our magic round, what's the scores on the doors, Alan? Okay, on that round, um, Jim Cork has got three points and Jim Hill got one and a half, <gasps> which takes us to Jim Cork with nine points and Jim Hill with eight and a half. Wow, half a point oh. it in the last few <laughs> rounds. Yeah. Right. My Gosh, if it were just any closer, my maths there. I, I, it, the suspense is just killing me. I, I tell you, it's, it's no better here. Right, we're going to take a very, very quick break, and we should be right back with round five. Hey, I have the best-kept Disney World and Universal Studios vacation secret. Did you know that anyone can rent a sweet ride and truly get around fast with your pass inside the theme parks? Mom, tell them. Well, Scooter Vacations makes it fun all day long. You or someone you love deserves a best way to see everything. So why not relax and enjoy a true express ride with your pass? Scooter Vacations can arrange it and even deliver it to you. Get around the fun way? Have as much fun getting from ride to ride as being on the ride? They fit on buses, boats, and monorails, and some can fit in a car trunk. Upgrade your experience and scoot everywhere. Contact Scooter Vacations at 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. That's 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. Or on the web at scootorlando.com. That's S-C-O-O-T Orlando.com. S-C-O-O-T Orlando.com. For the past 10 years... Orlando attraction tickets have been providing the UK with cheap Disney tickets for Walt Disney World and the surrounding Orlando attractions. With a low deposit scheme of just £10 per person, you can book your tickets in advance knowing you're in good hands. Orlando attraction tickets are the only ticket company to allow you to pay your balance off in instalments online and with no credit or debit card fees, free UK sign for delivery, and you are fed FastPass Plus enabled tickets now shipping. There is no other choice for your Orlando ticketing needs than Orlando attraction tickets. Visit www.orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk or call 0845 226 8523. That's orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk or call 0845 226-8523. Hey, this is Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy, and when I'm in Britain, I listen to the Disney Brit Podcast. Right, it's time to carry on with our quiz. And uh, Alan, are, are you scribbling again? One last time, one second. What, what are you doing? Just, um, can I just say my... Revised joke. Not last another time. joke. I'd give Go up on. on the humour if I were you. But I, to be honest, I hope this degree's got some sort of low pass threshold, otherwise you're in real trouble. Go on then. Right, okay. Why <laughs> right, sorry. <laughs> I know what's going to be good. Why won't you find any painkillers on Pirates of the Caribbean? I don't know. Why wouldn't you find any painkillers on Pirates of the Caribbean? Because they're not licensed to sell pharmaceuticals or prescription medicines of any kind or description. That's it. 
seriously, can we stop this? I'm sorry, Jim and Jim. I apologise for these jokes. They're absolutely atrocious. Right, well, we, we understand that the British sense of humour is much different than over yeah, here in the colony. But I don't get this sense of humour either, so don't worry about it. Right. It's round five. Round five. Our kids home. Yeah, that's right. The kids are back again, and it's our kids' hum. They hum so bad, in fact, it's almost infectious. Uh, we've hidden, uh, we've got uh, loads more for you, another six for you to choose from, Jim and Jim, from our extended family of kids and our listeners, etc. So you're going to listen to a Disney tune. It may be from a film, it may be from a park attraction, and you've got to tell us what song that is. It's that simple. Oh, we say it's that simple. We heard some of the descriptions we had earlier. <laughs> so, um, Jim Caucus, do you want to start us off? Choose a number between one and six. Two. Number two? Okay. This is yours. Okay, so oh, any ideas? Ow. What is that from? Is that the extended version? That's, that's the extended version. It's the extended remix, yeah. Oh, I was hoping for something from Frozen. No, nothing from um, Frozen there. No, I, I, I have, a, I, a, a, again, I, I have a tin ear. I, I couldn't carry a tune if it were in a bucket. So, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, take a big zero on this one. What, what, what is that delightful tune? It's, it's life is a highway from Cars. Ah, this is, this is it. So there it is. Life is a highway. See, it would, that, that would have been my 25th guess. So, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so uh, what are we going for, Jim Hill? You've um, got a choice of I'm, one, three, four, five, six. I'll go with three. You're going to go with three. Okay, here we go. This is three. Okay, any ideas? The boy, the last the last four or five notes actually did sound familiar, but the rest of it is like a Rorschach test. Um <laughs> Am I allowed to say cars? You can say you know, cars. Is this going to be cars? Is it? You know, your guess is cars. My guess is cars. This is, this Anything is, from cars. This is what it is. So. There we go. It's spoonful of See, sugar from And those box. last five in the most delightful way. There we go. <laughs> Damn, I knew I, I knew that. <laughs> I recognize that. Okay, Jim Hill. What are yeah. you going for? One. Sorry, Jim Caucus. One, four, five, or six. Let's go with four. You're going with four? Okay, we're going in order by the sounds of it. Okay, good luck. Here we go. That's it. That's it? <laughs> I'll play once more. Here we go. 
Cars. Anything from cars. That's my guess. Anything from cars. Um, I'm sorry to tell you. Do you know what? I wouldn't have got this either. It's not from cars. It's this. Look for the bare necessities. The simple there we go. Could you play that again? That was a, oh, there it is. Right, here it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm struggling with that one. It sounds exactly like Phil Harris humming. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you know, that there's kind of an old joke for this situation where, you know, just, you know, my mother gave me lots of money for music lessons. And it's like, what did you do with the money? Ah, you see, um, <laughs> you see I, I was going for never work with animals or children, but that one works too. Uh, there we go. Um, okay, we've, uh, Jim Hill, it's your turn. You've got one, five, or six. Oh, uh, let, let's go for one with a bullet. One. Okay, okay here's one. <laughs> Any ideas? Oh, uh, again, the last five notes saved me. Okay, it's Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me. It is. Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me. There we go. Jim Kill gets that one. Which leaves five or six. Which one are you going for, Jim Caucus? Uh, let's go with six. With six? Okay, here it is. <laughs> Any ideas? If we do this next Christmas, yeah. let's not do this. It's anything by the Sherman Brothers. It's not. It's this. You've got friends. That's why we got the kids to do it, because we thought it would be quite entertaining. Okay. Uh, it, 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 no, it, it, it's absolutely wonderful, <laughs> and, and it, it really is a, a great opportunity to, you know, test your, your concentration, because, again, these are so familiar, and, and then exactly. once you know what the song is... Yeah. It it suddenly makes sense, but I, I'm I'm hoping this last one will stump Jim Hill. Right, Jim, here it is. Jim Hill. Uh, let it go. I you know, just. I'm sorry. We haven't done a Frozen reference yet. So, so let I'm it go. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it in there. Let it go. Let it go. No. You were dead really? right. Yes, oh it was. Let it go. <laughs> there we go. No, that, was, that was. I'm sorry. That that. 
<laughs> Does that count? Because that was a wild ass guess. All right. Okay. I mean, but it was still a correct guess. A correct so guess. I say it. Oh. It counts, even even though it puts uh, Jim Hill in in this in the lead here. Okay, don't worry, because it, it might all go horribly wrong. It's all fine. Okay, no, there we go. So that's... Still torturing people at Guantanamo. This stuff would work. Do you know what? You know? I'm pretty certain somewhere within that recently released document from the CIA, it does say we use children humming Disney tunes to there get information. <laughs> Uh, terrorists. I'm pretty certain that happened. Okay, so there's our kids' hum round. Uh, Alan, what's the scores on the doors? Okay, so after that score, we after that round, even sorry, Jim Corker's got no points, oh. and Jim Hill got two points, which puts Jim Corker's at nine and Jim Hill at ten and a half. Wow. Okay, we're pretty close. Well, it's, it's it's going backwards and forwards. We have got two more rounds left, so let's go to round six. Round six, the dwarf from the north. So it's the dwarf from the north. So what we need to do with the dwarf from the north is we need to call the dwarf from the north down to us. And there's only one way we can do that. <clears throat> is everybody ready? Yes. Hi yes, yes. Ho. Hi ho. Hi ho. Hi ho. So we're calling down the dwarf from the north. So you have a series of dwarfs to choose from. Behind each dwarf, there is a question. So the question is, which dwarf are you going to choose? You have got the following to choose from. You've got Doc, Sleepy, Grumpy, Sneezy, Bashful, Dopey, and Happy. So let's start off with Jim Hill. So no, choose... no twitchy, no big ego, no, no. jumpy. <laughs> No, none of those. Unfortunately, Damn. they were already doing uh, doing other shows. So, like, yeah. I, was, I was amazed there wasn't a greedy. Uh, <laughs> we'd be getting to the Eisner era there. Um, okay. Uh, well, let's go, Dopey. So we are. You are going for Dopey. Okay, Dopey. Then, in different countries, Disney characters have different names. For example, in France, Simple is Dopey, Joyo is Happy, and Maléfique is Maleficent. But who is Dingo? Dingo, uh, isn't this goofy? It is indeed goofy. That's a point to Jim Hill. Yes, Dingo is goofy. I always find it very strange when I go to Disneyland Paris and I come away with an autograph book with random names in and I have to work out who everybody is because I can never remember. <laughs> right, Dope is, uh, that's um, one down then. So, uh, Jim Caucus, Doc, Sleepy, Grumpy, Sneezy, Bashful or Happy? Let's go with Bashful. You are going with Bashful. Bashful! Okay, do you want to the Alan? Name two of the three main video games featured in Wreck-It Ralph. Um... Gosh. Wreck-It Ralph is one of them. Yep. <laughs> and, um, Sugar Rush. Are you definitely going for Wreck-It Ralph as your first one, yeah? Well, it's named in there, right? Uh, but let's see. Um, what else do I want to go with? Yeah, I'll go with Wreck-It Ralph and Sugar Rush. I'll get a half point at best. Well, technically, well, Sugar, Sugar Rush is correct. The actual game was Fix-It Feelings. Hmm. 
Um, and the other one you could have had was Hero's Duty. So half a mm. point then. So half a point. Okay. Jim Hill. Doc, sleepy, grumpy, sneezy, or happy? Uh, let's go with Doc. Doc! Okay, Doc is the following. Disney owns their own private island in the Caribbean, Castaway Key. But what was it called before? Oh, dang. I wrote about this. Um... Uh, rat. Um, does it help if I mention the drug smugglers that used to work off of the uh, town? Oh, no, wait a minute. I, I, wait name. a minute. I'm sorry. I talked. Gorda Key. Gorda Key is correct. Well done. See, I had to mention the drugs and it came forward. <laughs> <laughs> so I usually find the drugs help, particularly when we're doing this show. Right. There so, <laughs> Jim Caucus, sleepy, grumpy, sneezy, or happy? Sneezy. 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 Okay. Which Disney character do you ride inside at Walt Disney World? What Disney? Uh, Dumbo. That is correct. Done. Okay, so we've got three more left. Uh, sleepy, Grumpy, or Happy? Mm, let's go Sleepy. Okay, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm about at that stage as well. Uh, we, <laughs> we are going Sleepy. Sleepy! Okay, Sleepy is the following. After Sleeping Beauty, Disney decided that princess movies weren't going to be a moneymaker. What was the next princess movie Disney made after that? It was almost, I want to say, 25 years. And now, okay, I guess the, the this could be a trick question because what, Princess Alawain or Alani or however you say her name in Black Cauldron, but the, but the one that everyone acknowledges is The Little Mermaid and I want to say 88. Little Mermaid is correct. Okay, so that leaves us with Grumpy or Happy. Uh, grumpy. Grumpy. Okey-dokey. I'm just uh, colouring this in orange so we don't say it again. Right. After his successful turnaround of the Walt Disney Company, Michael Eisner went on to his own popular card game based... No, hang on. Went on to own a popular card-based game. What was that game? Uh, Topps uh, is the the card company that he, yep. he got um, and Bazooka Joe was the character he was going to promote and make bigger than Mickey Mouse and Tops I don't think he did too well with that did he oh. but um, no. yep yeah, you're right Top, Top Trumps was the um, the card game so well done which means we have Happy and Happy is the following which song contains the lyrics oh happiness is blooming all around her the daffodils are smiling at the dove which song? Oh, okay, uh, that's Jolly Holiday from Mary Poppins. Indeed. And I, just to double back on what Jim was talking about with Topps cards, I don't know if you guys noticed last week, but when people started picking up what the names of the characters were in Star Wars 7, The, the Force Awakens, yep. they were getting that off of Topps cards. So... I'm thinking that Michael, being on the board of directors, may have cut himself a very sweet deal. Yes, <laughs> you're probably right. That's cool. Oh, dropped a pen. That's exactly what probably happened. I, I wonder if he cut it a sweet deal or whether it was a grandfather clause that Pops had a license with uh, Star Wars back when George Lucas uh, owned the franchise and whether that just continued. Okay. Either way, it, it, it broke in a very nice way for Mr. Eisner, but it, I can, it, you're, it, probably it, you're, right. you're probably right. You're probably right. 
Yeah. So what's the scores on the doors at uh, this point then, Alan? Right, okay, I've got to do some maths here. Hang on a yeah. second. You have indeed, and we are on to our last round next. Anything can happen. Since we're right. heading to the last round, I consider us both winners. Uh, of course. <laughs> that we've lasted this long. <laughs> I'm impressed you've lasted this long. Right, okay. Now, I'm going to... Although Jim, Jim Hill did get the last question right, to yep. balance it up, he was asked four questions. But yes, Jim, Jim Hill did get three out of his normal three questions correct. Yeah. And um, Jim Corkus got two and a half correct. So at the end of that round, we've got Jim Corkus on 11 and a half. Yep. And Jim Hill on 13 and a half. Wow. So, so two, there's two points, points in, in it. it. And anything can happen Ooh. in this next round. Round seven. The keyword round. Okay, it's the keywords round, and this is very, very simple. All we're going to do is ask you to talk about a particular topic. You have two minutes in which you can talk about this topic, and we have a series of keywords we are looking for. The more keywords you say, the more points you earn. You have got up to six points that you can earn in this particular topic, and uh, you've got two minutes in which to uh, speak about it. So, who are we going to start with, Alan? And we'll start with Jim Corcus. Okay. So, Jim Corcus, we'd like you to talk to us for two minutes on Song of the South. Uh, Song of the South was released in um, 1946. It had uh, James Baskett as Uncle Remus. Uh, it was based on the um, uh, stories of Joel Chandler uh, Harris. It was a combination of live action and animation. It had characters like uh, Br'er Fox, Br'er Bear, and uh, Br'er Rabbit, um, done by uh, the Nine Old Men, did the uh, animation for that. Uh, Zippity Doodah uh, won an Academy Award, won an Oscar as uh, uh, Best Song. Uh, Song of the South has not been released since 1986. Uh, in uh, America, but it has been released uh, around uh, the rest of the world. Uh, it was the film where um, uh, Walt was uh, uh, officially called uh, Uncle Walt when he would come and uh, visit the set. Uh, little Johnny is uh, uh, the boy whose parents are estranged, and he needs uh, the uh, fables from... Um, Uncle Remus in order to help uh, guide him through his uh, uh, struggles growing up. Um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of as many possible words as I can possibly uh, do. Uh, um, uh, Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay, my oh my, what a wonderful day. Um, uh, this Song of the South was originally called uh, Uncle Remus. Um, uh, 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 James Basquette won a, uh, a, a special Academy Award for his uh, portrayal of, un uh, of uh, Uncle Remus. Uh, Walt was considering uh, a, a sequel if the film had been uh, popular. Uh, the NAACP uh, felt that the film was uh, uh, racially insensitive. Um, and I've still got more time after all. You've got... <laughs> that is it. Time up. Okay, I'm not going to okay. tell you how many you've got. That's fine. 
that's your two minutes. Okay, uh, Alan will top those up. Jim Hill, your topic yes. is Star Wars Land. Are you ready? Go. Okay, uh, Star Wars Land. Uh, Star Wars Land keys off of Disney's acquisition of Lucasfilm, uh, which they did back in October of 2012. Uh, this is something that Bob Iger is part of his, you know, acquiring new assets for the company IP. Uh, you know, came on the heels of both the Marvel and the Pixar deal. Uh, George. George Lucas um, agreed to sell the uh, Lucasfilm to the Walt Disney Company, mostly because, as he put it, this is where all things end up anyway. That, you know, that the Disney's, you know, the last of the great studios, and this is where he wants the characters to end up. Uh, this, of course, keys off of um, the Star Tours attraction that, uh, contrary to belief, it was actually Ron Miller who kind of got the ball rolling with this. Uh, he invited George Lucas out to the Silverado uh, winery that he and his wife um, ran and... You know, they, they sat down with George and kind of explained what they wanted to do, uh, how they wanted to bring the characters into the parks. Uh, in regard to Star Wars Land for the parks, uh, it's kind of interesting in that MGM is looking to do uh, sort of a, a, a best of. You'll be able to visit Tatooine and go to the cantina. Uh, you'll be able to wander down that street, which will take you all the way back to Star Tours The Adventures Continues. Uh, and in between, there should be an X-Wing spinner. Uh, likewise, a... Um, Let's see. They're going to take the, uh, what is it, the Jedi Academy and actually move that indoors onto the old Sounds Dangerous stage. And that's the big surprise there is supposedly they're going to do an animatronic Yoda. Uh, but it's, it's definitely a very ambitious plan. I think the thing that surprises people the most is what they're possibly doing in California. And Time is that's... Up. Uh, basically taking out Mickey's Toontown there we go. and up. throwing Star, Star Wars Land back there. Okay, there we go. That's it. End of time. So, Alan will have been listening out for your key words. So the question is, Alan, what has happened and has it made a difference to the scores? Right, okay. Well, we'll just go through the, through the round there. Well, so you had Jim Corkus talking about Song of the South. His key words were... Br'er Rabbit, Uncle Remus, Zippity Doodah, Wonderful, as in Wonderful Day, Racial, and the word Song of the South. He managed to say all six of them. Well done, Jim. Good. So, at the end of that round, Jim I'm going Corcus... home now. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Cork has got 17 and a half points. Um, Jim Hill, his topic was Star Wars Land. His, his words were Death Star, Speeder Bike, Darth Vader, Ewok, Star Tours, and Endor. And out of the six words, he managed to say Star Tours once. Well, no, he said it a couple of times, but he, that was his key word. So unfortunately, he only got one point in that round, which gives him a total of 14 and a half. So at the end of all those rounds, the winner of the Jim vs. Jim competition is Jim Caucus! It's Jim Caucus! It's Jim Caucus! I'm going to Disney World! I, I, I just won the competition against uh, the big Disney historian, 
uh, competition here. I'm going to Disney World. But, uh, again, those people who are listening at home, you need to realize that it, it really is. It depends on what you're given and what you're thinking at the moment and what you just happen to have read that morning or, or, or that week or whatever because there's so much that nobody can know anything. And uh, as the winner, I would like to say that a lot of the things that I've learned and know about Disney history have come from reading uh, Jim Hill. And uh, I hope as a Christmas gift for next year, 2015, that a book by Jim Hill will come out. So, Jim Hill, how do you respond to that? Uh, hang on, I have to get my uh, crowbar. Um, <laughs> I thought it was a tire iron. Uh, uh, how many how many instruments of destruction did you bring with you? Well, I didn't know how easy it would be able to take you out. So, <laughs> damn, should have started with a crowbar. Uh, um, how, how close are we to a Jim Hill book? I, I've been uh, waiting for a decade. Surprisingly close, uh, though I, I'm. Yeah, not... I, I know you probably can't tell us what the book is or when, but. It, well, is it legitimate that maybe 2015 we might see a Jim Hill book? Um, well, let's put it this way. It will be handed off in 2015 and will be keying off of something that happens in 2016, uh-huh. which might involve a certain boy wizard. Oh. Um, so why don't we just leave it at that? So, oh, oh, what what a tease you are, Jim Hill. Well, what you a know. tease you are. <laughs> Sorry, I, I thought I was being very gracious in failure here. Um, <laughs> I, and 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 it, it it it's it's not a, a a failure. My gosh, you got you got some of those hummable tunes. I don't know how you got let <laughs> it go. Come on, there had to be a frozen that tune. A frozen it just it was song. like just the luck of the draw. <laughs> so. Well thank you to both of you. Jim Caucus wins. And and and, and so and so what uh, what do I win? Is, is, um, is there a uh, uh, a, a, cu- a cute young uh, uh, British lass who is going to be uh, hand delivering uh, my prize to my door here. Is, is, it, is, it, a, is it a trophy? Is it a ribbon? Is it a? And please tell me if that's the case. It involves a plane ticket rather than a box with air holes. Saying, <laughs> 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 oh. uh, well, Adam, Adam's writing the check out as we speak. We are. Uh, I've, I've, I've just written it. Um, and it'll, it'll be sent over by uh, FedEx, which yeah. is um, not doing too good at the moment. <laughs> I've seen a lot of uh, Facebook pictures of the mail all over the road. It may accidentally get lost in the post. Maybe. I don't know. You get bragging rights. That's it. Bragging, bragging rights. rights. Bragging rights. Is Bra- you bragging yes. rights? Yes, uh, bragging okay. rights. That's, that's your Okay. I, I, until the next time. Until you know, the next uh, time. Uh, as I said, Jim Hill and I have done this... Uh, uh, a, a couple of times, uh, uh, usually for the uh, um, Disney Anna fan club uh, ah. uh, group, and boy, it uh, it goes it goes both ways. Jim uh, Jim has come out the the victor many times, and uh, uh, I've come out the victor a couple of times. So go the, this way. this just chalks up as as we prepare for the uh, um, final con confrontation of king kong versus godzilla one of these days <laughs> a physical fight I, I i can't understand how you lost your job at hallmark you know just, <laughs> just, just, just. 
<laughs> could we could we go back to that goes both ways thing? I I, I think I need to clarify something here. It's, it's like, never mind. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So uh, anyway, well done to you, Jim Caucus. Uh, thank, uh, thank you so much for the opportunity, and I, I hope your listeners have enjoyed this. And uh, you know, I, I would recommend to them that they go uh, as as a Christmas gift to themselves. They go and uh, take a look at JimHillMedia.com and go back and take a look in the uh, uh, archives of some of the uh, outstanding articles that Jim has. Uh, produced over the years, and, and I hope that some folks will look at Amazon.com UK and maybe uh, ask Santa to pick up uh, one of my know. books to stuff in their uh, uh, Christmas stocking. Definitely. And not sure that. speaking of which, if, if anybody is still continuing their Christmas shopping at this point, I have a barely used tire iron and crowbar here. That <laughs> which you'll find on eBay. I'm looking but, for but a you, But you've got an autograph. Got an autograph. Ah. There definitely, you go. There you definitely go. autographed. Well, well it'll be worth more. That will be it from us. So, and uh, uh, we need to listen. What did the arena say? Okay, there they are. Oh, what was that? Well, uh, thank you for coming and joining us on the show. Uh, hope you enjoyed it, and it means it's time for this. So we just want to thank you for joining us. We need to thank Alan and uh, thank Jim and Jim and, of course, Big Fat Panda for his Mickey voice, which is fantastic. We want to thank all the kids that took part in today's show, all those brilliant children, as they always do when they join in with our Tomorrow's Child segment. And uh, our sponsors, Orlando Attraction Tickets and Orlando Scooter Rentals. You can go to orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk and scootorlando.com. Don't forget, we've got our Facebook page. You can go and like our Facebook page and you can comment on all that and all those bits and pieces and everything, which is fantastic. Don't forget Twitter at Disney Brit, and you can of course email us on radio at disneybrit.com and uh, review us on iTunes. Please do review us on iTunes and leave a review to let everybody know the sort of things that we do and whether or not they quite fancy it. You can contact us also on our UK number 0121-288-2748 and um, we've got loads of great new stuff coming up in the new year, uh, which doesn't leave me with much else to say other than we wish you a very, very happy Christmas and a very prosperous new year. That is us. Uh, that is it from the Disney Brit Radio Show for 2014. We shall be back in 2015. So until then, okay. we'll see you. Everybody, <laughs> that was swell!